Synergy Autism Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Synergy Autism Podcast, where I bring listeners the inside view of our autism community and how passionately we all work together for the same mission to better understand autism together. This is one of my, what I'm calling mini podcasts, miniature podcasts, where I take just one topic that I commonly discuss with clients. And I'm choosing to share it with you in a short and hopefully clear manner so that you can contemplate and consider how it relates to your personal situation. All right. So today I'm going to talk about the importance of creating an emotionally rich and clear landscape in your home and what that means and a few simple steps to do it. So now you ask, what is an emotional landscape? (laughs) Good question. Well, it's what's created by both the said and the unsaid emotions within you and each person around you. That's how I like to think about it. So you have an internal emotional landscape as well as an external emotional landscape. We all experience emotions, autism or not. And in autism, many adult autistics would say that they feel emotions as colors or hues or simply as overwhelming. So imagine for a moment assigning a color to each emotional experience. So hang with me for a second. Seriously, take a moment, if you will, right now as you listen to this podcast. Okay, we're going to go with assigning colors to emotions. So are you feeling a little sad about something in your life or in the state of the world right now? A lot of us are. Well, let's obviously call that emotion blue, the color blue. So are you also feeling a little excited about something happening later today? Let's call that emotion green. Are you feeling anxious about something that happened or a situation that you wish you had known how to handle better? Let's call that emotion red. At the same time, you are feeling potentially warm and satisfied about something in your life. Is that true? Let's call that purple. All right. Let's throw in just a little orange curiosity to go with it, since you must be curious about what the heck I am talking about right now. (laughs) All right. So we have blue, we have green, red, purple, and orange all swirling around within you right now. That alone can feel like a lot. I know that for some people, if they're very concrete thinkers, they may be new to the even, even to the idea that we can have more than one emotion at one time. So if you thought that way concretely and thinking you can only have one emotion at a time, and you're also experiencing that rainbow. So if you thought like with your brain that you only have one at a time, but you're experiencing in your body and your brain, that rainbow that I just described, you'd be totally perplexed at best and overwhelmed or confused at worst. So now, We have to move on to the fact that each person has this rainbow explosion going on within themselves. While they're also, we have to think about that we all exude those emotions, aka colors, through our body language, our facial expressions, our actions, and more. In other words, we can't help it, but our emotions show. And again, autistic adults will tell me that while they feel emotions intensely, It's actually the organization and knowing what to do with them that gets overwhelming and unmanageable. All right, so where am I going with all this? (laughs) Well, I'm somebody who is 
almost always in favor of clarity over avoidance. So now what I mean here is that if we avoid talking about emotions, yet we feel them intensely swirling around us, they stay confusing. They stay overwhelming for someone who may not be able to organize them or prioritize them very easily. However, if we, need, if we learn to name them and consider them, organize them, respond versus react to them, then we are empowered. We feel it more in control of our own selves and our own lives. Isn't that what we all want? So how do we create a rich emotional landscape in your home? All right, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to start asking unbearable questions about how everybody is feeling all the time. Uh, Believe me, I have a lot of adults on spectrum and people not on spectrum who hate that question. How are you feeling? Because it's so vast and there really isn't one answer. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you to to do that, nor am I going to ask you to start being something that you're not. I get it. Not everybody is super in touch with their emotional responses to things. So if you're a parent or an individual on spectrum, consider taking the time first to simply think about your own emotions that you experience. So consider writing them down or printing out a list from the internet. There are tons of great lists, by the way, of emotions that you can download. I had one client once who started doing this kind of writing them down um, for herself. And it was such a beautifully eye-opening exercise for both of us. I wanted to share it a little bit. So she did it for one week, writing down every emotional emotion she was feeling. I was I have to say, I was very impressed with her diligence and her commitment to the assignment. (laughs) I'm not sure I would have been able to do it that um, uh, comprehensively. It was pretty pretty cool. But what we found was that in that short period of time, a week, that she she, she didn't just experience the standard emotions of, you know, the ones we think of right away, happy, sad, disappointed, hopeful, or even anxious. She had ones in between those, like bliss, free, rejuvenated, uh, annoyed, livid, impatient. Tons of different emotions that you don't think of on a daily basis. So I know for myself that I may be feeling sometimes an emotional state and it'll nag at me. I may realize that I'm feeling low or I have low energy, but it isn't until I sit with that feeling for a moment and identify that emotion and that that then I can work through it. If I just kind of try and set it aside and I, I don't really pay attention to it, it, it doesn't get better. Some of us pay counselors and therapists who support us in identifying the emotions we are feeling so that we can then work through them. So, all right, so back to what you can do at home. So first and foremost, identify your own emotions. If you need one of the lists for references, uh, print one out and consider looking at it at the end of your day. Once you've done the inner work, you can bring it to your family. But don't skip that step of doing the inner work. You can make it formal if you wish by using the same list printed from the internet or a list that you create and sharing moments that each of you have felt those different emotions. So it's actually a great conversation starter. 
over dinner, for example. I, for myself, use scissors to cut my list up into individual emotions and place them into a cup. So then a person can draw a random emotion and either ask what it means, because some of them are kind of hard to figure out, or they can share a time that they felt that way. This is not a time to fix the situation that happened, dive into the scenarios, or get defensive. It truly is simply sharing the experiences that we all have emotions and naming them. You might have another idea as to how to bring these words into your home more readily. Go do it. It's great. I do want to give you a word of caution, though. Do not try to bring these in as teaching tools during an event that someone is experiencing anger, frustration, and is aggressive or similar. That's in the middle of a storm. And as some of you know from my other work, you cannot teach anything in the middle of that storm. You got to let the the storm to pass. You have to allow it to pass. And then you can name the emotions later when you and everyone is regulated. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I hope I've given you some tools to make your home life a little more rich as an emotional landscape. So thank you for listening to another episode of my mini podcast, miniature podcast series, and I'll see you next time. Synergy Autism Podcast.